Hey there, and welcome to the Jimmy's Table podcast at jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey. I'm curiously evangelical, politically homeless, and a dreamer of small things. On this podcast, I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. So if you have honest questions, aren't afraid to have difficult conversations, and want to have a little fun along the way, then pull up a chair. This podcast is for you. So today is episode 100 of the Jimmy's Table podcast. And in light of such, I'd like to talk about how I did it all on purpose and the issue of milestones and legacies. But before I get into today's podcast, I want to play this clip from the movie Forrest Gump, in which Forrest recalls the legacy of Bubba. You ever been on a real shrimp boat? No. But I've been on a real big boat. I'm talking about a shrimp catching boat. I've been working on shrimp boats all my life. I started out on my uncle's boat, that's my mama's brother, when I was about maybe nine. I was just looking into buying a boat of my own and got drafted. My given name is Benjamin Buford Blue. People call me Bubba. Just like one of them old redneck boys. Can you believe that? My name's Forrest Gump. People call me Forrest Gump. So Bubba was from Biolabatry, Alabama, and his mama cooked shrimp. And her mama before her cooked shrimp. And her mama before her mama cooked shrimp, too. Bubba's family knew everything there was to know about the shrimping business. I know everything there is to know about the shrimping business. Matter of fact, I'm going into the shrimping business for myself after I get out the army. So that's a fun little clip there from that classic movie. And it's got me thinking about legacies and history and, you know, even remembering somebody's name. Because guess what? A hundred years from now, your great-grandchildren will probably struggle to remember your name. And except for some internet archive out there somewhere, a picture of you probably won't even exist. And just about everything that you've worked hard for in your life and to produce and your toil under the sun will have long since vanished. Which is kind of depressing to think about to some degree. It's depressing because we want our lives to matter. We want our lives to be more than a vapor that's here for a moment and gone the next. And we want our lives to be filled with a sense of purpose. I think we all want to sort of leave our stamp or impression on this world that outlives us. We want to remem- be remembered. We want to leave a legacy. We want our lives to matter. And some of us may have the opportunity to do things for which we will be remembered long after we're gone. But, probably for the vast majority of us, as one preacher I once heard say, 15 minutes after our bodies hit the ground, someone's going to be asking someone else, to pass the bucket of fried chicken. (laughs) And that's pretty much going to be it. And such is the destiny of just about everybody that's ever been born in the history of the world. And if you dwell on it long enough, 
it could kind of create something of an existential crisis in your life. But so how do we leave our mark on this world? How do we do things that last? How do we leave a legacy? How do we do something that's bigger than ourselves and that contributes to the overall history of mankind and wherever mankind is going? Well, first of all, I kind of want to talk about accomplishments and milestones. First, let's talk about the Guinness World Book of Records. You know that really thick book you've probably seen laying around some library somewhere. Maybe you played with one as a kid, saw it, you know, maybe even bought one at a bookstore or something. Well, according to the Guinness World Record Company, um, there are over 40,000 world records that they have recorded, which sounds pretty amazing to think about at first glance. 40,000 records. But if you've ever done like me and skimmed through most of what is considered a world record, you'll kind of notice a common theme about these records. Most of these world records are just, well, stupid. <laughs> and they don't really all mean that much. For example, I found this one on the uh, website at Guinness. You can find links to it in the show notes at jimmystable.com. Consider Otto, the skateboarding bulldog. Yes, Otto, the skateboarding bulldog who broke the world record for skateboarding through the longest human-made tunnel, consisting of, wow, 30 people. <laughs> Good boy, Otto. You really did it. Amazing. <laughs> or consider... Sharita Furman, who holds the Guinness World Record for breaking the most Guinness World Records. He's broken 600 world records in his lifetime, although he only presently holds two, a hundred of them. He's noted for his huge breadth of different categories of assorting talents varying from expeditions up the side of Mount Fuji by a pogo stick to ambitious pursuits like spinning insanely large hula hoops around his body. Good job, Mr. Furman. And cool stuff, and undoubtedly impressive. I'm not, I don't want to hate on these guys. That's, you know, kind of cool. You're, you're, you've done something weird, and it's in a record book somewhere. There's something impressive about that. Maybe if you're hanging out at a bar, <laughs> you know, and you want to brag to somebody and, and share somebody uh, something you did. Um, and maybe there's even a little something transcendent about it, and even maybe a little inspiring, I guess. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm not sure that any of these milestones mean all that much. And frankly, nobody really cares about most of the world records in the Guinness World Book of Records. And why is that? Because they're ultimately world records and accomplishments and milestones that are devoid of a greater purpose. They involve categories and world records that exist for no other reason than to have the most of something in that particular category. Accomplishments at the end of the day mean nothing unless they are attached to a sense of purpose. So for example, if I went outside and dunked a basketball right now, that would be quite an accomplishment. First, not only because I'm five foot ten, and a little bit on the husky side. <laughs> I have a little spare tire, so for me to jump, you know, the necessary feet to dunk a basketball, wow, that would be something. 
and it would be a YouTube worthy video and something I'd probably talk about for a while. I might even submit it to America's Funniest Home Videos. But in the grand scheme of things, me dunking a basketball doesn't mean all that much to anybody or anything. But if you took the same basketball and gave it to a Michael Jordan type figure, and all of a sudden dunking a basketball means something, and it takes on a greater significance. And why is that? Because if I dunk a basketball, it wouldn't have any greater purpose in my life. It'd be nothing more than a magic trick or an act of great showmanship. But for Michael Jordan, dunking a basketball is something more than a magic trick. It takes on a greater sense of purpose. Michael Jordan dunks basketballs in order to help win basketball games and championships. And, of course, to make a lot of money for the Nike Corporation. <laughs> but in the process of doing all those great athletic feats that Michael Jordan accomplished, he changed how the game of basketball was played, and he changed how business was done. Here's just a couple of Michael Jordan's accomplishments, by the way. Ten scoring titles, an NBA record, and seven consecutive matching with Wilt Chamberlain. He retired the NBA's highest scoring average of 30.1 points per game. He was the Rookie of the Year, five-time NBA MVP, six-time NBA champion, six-time NBA Finals MVP, ten-time All-NBA First Team, nine-time NBA All-Defensive First Team, Defensive Player of the Year, 14-time NBA All-Star, three-time NBA All-Star MVP, 50th Anniversary All-Time Team, Hall of Fame inductee. And along the way, all those slam dunks and all those shots ultimately added up to something. It meant accomplishing scoring titles, being showered with awards, and winning championships. People remember those dunks not only because they were amazing demonstrations of athletic prowess, such as had never been seen before, but also because it moved the proverbial needle. The way Michael Jordan played basketball changed everything. Therefore, every milestone behind his legendary NBA career means something. Because it's something that he accomplished, all those things that he accomplished, took place in a greater context. It was something more than just an individual achievement that you could throw in the Guinness World Book of Records. And when thinking of these things, you know, it gets me to think. There's a lot of talk you hear these days, especially in various leadership circles of, quote-unquote, leaving a legacy. And you even hear some in some uh, Christian family books and, and psychology books and self-help books and things of that nature. And, you know, a lot of this stuff I read or hear about regarding leaving a legacy, I kind of roll my eyes at it. Because many of those who use this phrase, they are ultimately arrogant men who simply want to build monuments for themselves. And I have no interest in that. These are individuals who've done everything they can to build an image of themselves for people to worship in their present lives. And they want people to continue worshiping that image long after they are gone. It's a very much in keeping with the pharaohs of Egypt. <laughs> you know... I don't really care much for the pharaohs of Egypt. Yeah, they left some cool buildings, but I don't want to worship them. Um, and I have no interest in inciting 
uh, the worship of myself by others, as tempting as that may be for you. <laughs> Such is not the type of legacy I'm ultimately talking about, though. I don't want to build some sort of pharaoh-type legacy. I don't want to, to build a legacy in which people feel compelled to worship me long after I'm gone. Real legacy, it's not about you. Real legacy is not about you. Real legacy is about the gift you leave behind to be passed down to future generations. Consider, for example... The man who invented the wheel, or the person who discovered fire, and the people who discovered farming. Can you tell me their names? I can't. You can't even find it on a Google search. Who were they, and when did they make these amazing technological leaps that forever changed mankind? We don't really know. History long ago stopped whispering the names of these individuals. Yet, the gifts they left behind for all of humanity to share has not been forgotten. We're still making fires today. We're still, we're still constructing wheels. We're still farming. And it's a gift that has been passed down from generation to generation. And people might figure out better ways to improve upon what the original founders of these technologies did and the gifts these individuals left behind. Um, And in that, their gift has not been forgotten. Their legacy is their gift. Their contribution is what continues to endure. And why is this? Because their accomplishments ultimately meant something in a greater context. What they did went beyond setting personal goals for themselves and achieving something worthy to be kept in a Guinness World Book of Records. They were like the Michael Jordan of their day. They changed the way the game was played. And the world is better for it. And this has kind of all got me thinking, because here I am. I'm... 38 years old. (laughs) I've been doing this podcast now for almost two years. This is the hundredth episode of the podcast. That's kind of an interesting little milestone as far as podcasts goes. Most podcasts don't get anywhere near that many episodes. So the fact that I'm still around producing content um, is something of an achievement. And, you know, it got me to thinking about Issues surrounding purpose, though, and the milestones and legacies and things I wish to leave behind. And I've been reflecting on my own accomplishments with this podcast and and what it means in the grand scheme of things. In the grand scheme of things, I've been looking to foster conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. And my hope has ultimately been to create content that is thought-provoking and that shines some light on the understanding of issues that I ultimately care about, issues that I hope you ultimately care about or come to care about as well. And in sharing my thoughts on these issues, I hope that, you know, it'll help you transform your life and maybe even the life of those around you as I share my pithy little wonderful insights that you just love and and love to share with others. (laughs) 100 episodes in in this podcast, though, has only been downloaded 3,600 times. 
And that's not much as far as podcasts go. And I'm probably, I've realized, probably never going to achieve a Joe Rogan level of following, although I was never, never been set out to do such. I'm kind of happy with my little following that I have. I wouldn't mind it growing a little bit more. I wouldn't mind uh, if you shared this podcast with others and subscribe. Jimmy'sTable.com slash subscribe. Uh, leave five, stellar five-star reviews on Apple. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, while this podcast doesn't have a lot of downloads, only 3,600 in the past just almost two years that it's been going on, this podcast has been listened to in over 50 countries around the world, which, you know, is pretty cool when you sit there and think about it. I, I never intended when I started this podcast for this podcast to be much bigger than the little circle of uh, folks that I interact with in real life and on social media and, and through the website. Um, but the fact that this podcast is spread out to 50 countries in the world and it's been downloaded, you know, in so many places, I think that's kind of cool. And I hope that all over the world that uh, this Jimmy's Table podcast is able to provoke those conversations about the intersections of faith, life, and culture. And it's kind of cool that, you know, it's even been beyond here in the United States. Um, as I looked at my server statistics recently, I saw that I had a lot of download in places like Australia. Hello, Australia, and all of you who listen to me down under. Uh, I, uh, there's a, a, some people who listen to me in Canada, maybe about three or four people <laughs> who consistently tune in from Canada. And there's some people in the United Kingdom and Germany who are regular listeners to this podcast. And, you know, that's kind of cool. Interestingly, also, I've looked at my statistics of the 15 nations that this podcast has been downloaded in. I've also seen it downloaded in places like China and former Soviet Union states. Which kind of has me thinking, like, hmm, I wonder what's going on there. Because I know, according to my statistics, those aren't robots that are downloading it. So it's not like I'm just being harvested by some, you know, Google China or Google Soviet Union. Uh, and it's just being downloaded and stored on some sort of computer somewhere. It's actually being listened to. And I find that kind of interesting. It makes me wonder, like, who's listening to me? And why are you listening to me from over on the other side of the world? You're probably a lot smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> I probably have nothing to contribute for your understanding. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's kind of interesting to think. Uh, though this podcast may be small, it's certainly broadened its reach. And while it's been mostly a monologue, it's been pretty cool along the last 100 episodes. I've managed to interview 10 different people with unique perspectives on the world. And among them was my friend and former co-worker, Bill Thayer, who came on this podcast to share his life story and his career as being a bike messenger in Charlotte, North Carolina. Episode 44, I believe it is. You can see the show link um, to it. And the thing that made that interesting about the interview I did with Bill Fair is that, sadly, shortly after recording the podcast about his life, which has now been downloaded over 500 times almost, Bill Fair passed away unexpectedly due to un some unknown health medical issue um, that he didn't know he had. And, you know, something happened, an accident happened, and, you know, not, not from bike messaging, no accident related to bike messaging, but uh, something else. And 
You know, his life was tragically cut short at only 50 years of age. Um, but the cool thing with this podcast is that I had the opportunity to sit down with Bear, with Bill in my own house to record his life story, to record his career as a bike messenger. Um, and not only so that his, uh, you know, people could listen to it, but um, that shortly after his passing, so many of his family and friends have been able to download that uh, and to listen to that episode um, and to reflect on the gift that was Bill Fair and the gift that he left in this world with his life and his energy and, and everything that he was about. Um, and the cool thing with this podcast is I was ultimately able to take his life story. I was able to put it on a USB drive and I was able to present it as a gift to his wife and family um, so that they could preserve his memory and his voice and his energy and his story with those who cared about him most. So what these little milestones mean in the grand scheme of things regarding me and my life and, and my podcast, I'm not really sure. <laughs> I mean, about the biggest thing there is, you know, being able to gift uh, Bill Fair's family with uh, the gift of his voice preserved um, for all to hear for as long as they wish to hear it. Um, but with this this podcast, ultimately, one day it'll cease and ultimately, one day, the name of Jimmy Humphrey will be forgotten. And that'll probably happen sooner than I'd like. But one thing I do know is that whatever I've been doing with this podcast, it's all been done with a sense of purpose and on purpose. And one day, all of this may be forgotten. One day, every episode that I've spent hours on each week, preparing over the last hundred episodes, um, average of maybe four to 10 hours going into the, the, the concept production and recording and editing and publishing of a single podcast episode. It's almost like a small full-time job. It's almost like a small part-time job. <laughs> um, but it's my hobby. So, and my wife lets me do it. So I'm cool. Um, but Hey, if you ever want to throw some dollars at your boy, because you're appreciative, uh, Hey, help me out. <laughs> Um, but, you know, all this will one day forgot, be forgotten, and one day an internet server 100 years from now, somebody will delete the archives that contain this podcast. And uh, everything that I've done will have amounted probably to nothing more than a small grain of sand floating in a desert full of sand. But my hope personally is that when it's all said and done, I will have said and done something that helps Move the needle just a little bit. And while I'm unlikely to invent the next wheel or to discover fire or to make the next farm, I hope that this labor of love that I engage in every week will ultimately be transformed into a gift that endures. And long after my name is no longer whispered and long after all the pictures of me have been destroyed hopefully my voice will in some way at least be a distant echo floating around out there somewhere in the universe making this world a better place and you know I'm okay with my name being forgotten I'm okay with 
with the name of Jimmy Humphrey ultimately one day being purged from the memory of all of mankind, just as long, just like we have long forgotten the name of the person who invented the wheel. Because I'm not ultimately doing all this stuff for me. It's not about making my name endure. I don't need to build a pyramid for Jimmy Humphrey so that, you know, 5,000 years from now, people still remember Jimmy Humphrey. No. can do that and things like that. It never changed the world. I don't want a museum to be erected in my honor. (laughs) Which is ultimately what those pyramids are. Just a museum of some terrible tyrant. I don't want that. I would much rather give the world a gift. A gift that ultimately endures and has meaning and significance. That is ultimately bigger than myself. And that's the ultimate way to leave a legacy, to do things and live your life with purpose, on purpose, to accomplish things, and to ultimately leave a gift that endures and transforms the way mankind lives forever and ever. And that's what I hope to do with my life, not only you know on this podcast, but even outside this podcast. You know, I sit there and think, you know, as a Christian. Um, I sit there and think about the 12 apostles of Jesus. Well, if you were to read the New Testament, only a handful of them ever wrote anything down that we preserved in a book. Most of them we know nothing about. They left no written record of their lives or their ministries. To our knowledge, they didn't write any letters, although they probably did, just simply in the due course of things. But those letters and those memories have long since been forgotten Their names are nothing more than a name on a list and a book in the Bible. But that's okay. Those those men, those 12 apostles of Jesus, weren't trying to make their name endure. They weren't trying to leave their memory behind. They were ultimately living for a purpose that was greater than themselves. And as the Apostle Paul said, all he wanted to do was to establish the name of Christ where Christ had yet to be established. He simply wanted the name of Jesus to endure throughout all of time. So let that be our goal. Let our goal be to be giving the world a gift bigger than us, to allow our names to be forgotten so something else outside of us might ultimately endure. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com, episode 100. I did it all on purpose, milestones and legacies, episode 100. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to share it with others. Be sure to leave a nice five-star review on Apple. Um, Don't leave me your three-star reviews. Those don't help anybody, right? Um, and, uh, you know, go to jimmystable.com slash subscribe and figure out your favorite way of subscribing. And if you wish to reach out to me and let me know what you're thinking on things, you can email me, jimmy at jimmystable.com. I'm also on Facebook and I'm on Twitter and links for those can be found at jimmystable.com. And again, all the show notes, jimmystable.com episode 100. Go ahead and check it out. Everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, where I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. 
Hope this episode has been a blessing for you. Take care, everybody. God bless, and have a good one. That's all I have to say about that. That's the right on, man. You said it all.